Good morning everyone. Good to see you this, this nice sunny morning. This is Scotland. Um, just ask you just to relax in God's presence and just enjoy being here. I want to give a warm welcome to those uh, listening on by telephone or online. Uh, we just pray that you too will be, be blessed. The notices are all in the order of service. There's one or two that you can ignore. Uh, you can ignore the kettle session that was passed. Uh, and uh, obviously the Gill's Brigade one was for last week as well. Um, you can tell how well organised we are. I won't mention who it is that's responsible. Um, obviously there's the full details about Sammy's school and Gift Sunday. You just have to look over there and see fantastic uh, the stuff that's there already. And there is a box over there labelled Gift Sunday if you prefer to give a monetary uh, donation. Uh, one future um, note for the diary is the Guild Christmas Party. Uh, it was on Thursday the 16th, 1.30 in the church hall. Of course, obviously with the new virus uh, going around, there should be no kissing under the mistletoe at that party. So hand over now to Scott. Thank you. Well, let's worship the Lord together as we sing in our opening carol. Hark the herald angels sing and we'll stand to sing.
let's just join our hearts as we pray together. Let's pray. Oh, our gracious and heavenly Father, and our King, Emmanuel, blessed triune God, oh, how we need you. We need your presence and we need your power. We need the unction of your Holy Spirit in order for us to pray effectively and to worship in truth and in spirit. And so, Lord, we can say with the hymn writer, I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Saviour, I come to thee. Oh, Lord, as we approach your throne of grace, we give thanks and praise that you are the God who answers prayer. You are the promise-keeping God, the God who keeps covenant, the God who sees us, yes, in the place of prayer, but also in the secret place of prayer. Lord, you see our sins, our hearts, our selfish attitudes, our self-centered ways. Lord, you also know our weaknesses, our temptations, our frailty. Lord, you see our concerns, our fears and our worries. But Lord, despite our brokenness, you know us intimately. You are the God who understands, the God who is with us, Emmanuel. Lord, you're the, you're the King of all glory, who forgives, shows mercy, kindness and tender love. And so, Lord, we thank you for your sovereignty and your providential care over each one of us. Lord, we can say that great is thy faithfulness. Lord, you've brought us through dark times. You've brought us through storms and trials. And Lord, even as we hear again of the rise in COVID cases and new strains once again, but Lord, we thank you that you keep us under your wings. And Lord, there we find refuge. There we find security. Lord, there we find comfort and peace. And Lord, there we can know such confidence and boldness. And so, Lord, this morning as we worship together, we pray that you would take our prayers Lord, take our hearts. Lord, take our all. And may we be consecrated, Lord, to thee. And so, Lord, bless each heart. Oh, move upon us in power. Transform us from one degree of glory to another. Lord, oh, that we would be more in the likeness of Christ. And so, Lord, we do offer these prayers in Jesus' precious name and who taught us to pray together, praying, 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we take our Bible reading from Matthew's Gospel, where we continue in our series, Walking with Matthew. And so we're reading from verse 18 to the end of the chapter. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to, to divorce her quietly. And after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Amen. And may the Lord bless you with the reading of his precious word. Well, I would like us just for a moment to return to Matthew's Gospel there in chapter 1 at verse 18 and as we come to the close of chapter 1 well can I just remind you what time it is here in Matthew's gospel can I just mention that it's not Christmas cheer it's Christmas fear we often relate this Christmas time and the birth of Christ we we think of comfort and joy, peace and goodwill. We often think of tinsel and light. We think of joy and laughter and, of course, gifts. But when we read the scriptures, we notice it wasn't Christmas cheer. Fear had gripped so many lives. Despite the feeling of fear for the future and even the past regrets. The angel would come and say, fear not. There in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1 at verse 13, remember Zachariah? But the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. I've heard your prayer. I've seen you through the night hour crying. I've seen you on your knees. 
I've seen you there talking to Elizabeth. And I know your heart's desire. I saw you in the secret place. Zechariah, you don't need to be fearful. You don't need to be frightened of this angel. But you don't need to be frightened anymore either of your future. I have heard your prayer. And again in Luke in verse, chapter, chapter 1 verse 30, here the angel comes to Mary and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And of course, there in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2 at verse 10, we come to that well-known scene on the hillside. The shepherds have gathered. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Fear not. And so it's no surprise that an angel comes to meet with Joseph in a dream. And, the, and we're told, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not. Fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife. Well, when you hear an angel saying, fear not, that tells you something. It tells you that there's fear already there. <laughs> and Joseph, when we come into this episode of, of the Gospel of Matthew, we begin there with Joseph. And I think it's lovely because Joseph is the unsung hero. Why was Joseph filled with fear? Well, we're told that he was about to be married. <laughs> now, that's not why he was frightened. We're told he was to be married. He was already betrothed to Mary. And so we notice that his fear was because of a discovery that was made. Mary was pregnant. She was expecting a child. Now, for Joseph, this was just the end. Poor Joseph. A, an absolute broken man. So Joseph, here in verse 18 and 19, we notice his dilemma. Joseph's dilemma. He's now betrothed. What's he going to do? Now, if you were to break a betrothal, you have to offer up a certificate of divorce. It was that serious. A betrothal was really serious. And so you needed a, a divorce certificate to break your betrothal. And so here's Joseph now wondering, well, he'll have to get a divorce certificate and also, what about the bride price? This was the gift to the bride's family to seal the contract. And what about the dowry? This was often a gift from the bride's father. 
to the bride and groom. And so he would have been thinking of all the legal things. Joseph would have been meticulous. And he was worried about it. It was as if it was just, oh no, what's going to happen? And so, of course, if a bride became pregnant during her betrothal, it was permitted that, first of all, the groom was allowed to put her to open shame. He was allowed to expose her publicly. He was then able to be compensated. He would receive the money from the bride price and the dowry. And also, oh, Joseph, his reputation would be kept intact. But notice here in Matthew's Gospel, look at Joseph. He's not out for vengeance. He's not out to expose Mary one bit. He doesn't want to get the bride price and the dowry. His heart is not in it. And we're told that he didn't want to put her to public shame. He didn't want to expose her. He wants actually to do it all quietly. And so here he is. What a dilemma. Well, I'll put her away quietly. And as these thoughts are going through his mind, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the Old Testament Scriptures there in Hosea chapter 2 at verse 19 and 20. God says to the people, I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice, in love and compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness and you will acknowledge the Lord. Hosea, his prophecy, was declared to a people who had been unfaithful. And yet the Lord says, I'm jealous for you. I still love you. You are betrothed to me. And you know, you see the nature of, of God in Joseph. That's what I love about Joseph. And I'm so glad that Matthew in his gospel highlights Joseph. Because there we see such likeness to Christ in his attitude. He is so compassionate. He is so caring even where he felt that Mary had wronged him, he still wants to bless, he still wants to show such compassion and mercy and grace. Oh, do you not see Christ in Joseph? And there in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, I love how Paul, the Apostle Paul, he writes to the Corinthians and he tells them, I am jealous for you. With a godly jealousy, I promise you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. That's the Apostle Paul. He loves the church. And Paul says, I'm jealous about you. I want to present you to Christ. You're his bride. You're betrothed to him. And so, here's Joseph. Yes, his heart was broken. But notice his character. We're told that he was a just and a righteous man. He loved the Lord. And he honoured 
the laws of God. Oh, here's a man who has, a, who has the heart of God. He's got, and he's got a heart after God. I like that. Did you notice how the angel addressed Joseph? Joseph, son of David. Son of David. Do you know, as you look through the genealogy, as Matthew's already highlighted, the Messiah was to come through the line of David. The Messiah would be the son of David. But how can this be? When the line now seems broken, is it possible? As I shared last Sunday, oh, God can do all things. Nothing is impossible with God. And so God brings about a miracle in order to allow the line of David to present the Messiah. That the Messiah would come through the line of David. A miracle would have to happen. And now Matthew explains the miracle. He explains the virgin birth. It had to come through a virgin birth. God, we're told, came to Mary. And the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. That word, to overshadow, it's the same word that was used when the pillar of the cloud of glory came on the tabernacle in the Old Testament. It was sacred, holy ground. The tabernacle was set apart. It, was, it wasn't just a tent anymore. It was filled with the presence and the glory of God himself. God was in the tabernacle, in the tabernacle. Life was in the tabernacle. Oh, there was life there. The Holy Spirit beautifying that old tent with all the skins and the pillars and the wood and the silver. Oh, and the gold. That old tent, that tabernacle. Oh, when the Holy Spirit lit up the tabernacle with the glory of God. Oh, it was beautiful. There was life in it. And we're told that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. The Holy Spirit came upon Mary and brought life through the Virgin. A child came. A child was conceived. And Joseph was told in the dream and his name shall be called Jesus. Oh, Joseph. This just man. I'm sure he must have been praying that night. Lord, where are you? Where are you? I don't know what to do. And now Joseph is told... His name is to be called Jesus. He is the one who has come to save you, Joseph. He has come to save his people from their sins. And he shall be called Emmanuel. Now, I think that's lovely. Here's Joseph, probably feeling very alone. Where is God in all this? And we're told, oh, Joseph, 
the child that has been conceived in Mary. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Joseph, God is with you. Don't be frightened. You don't need to worry about the past. You don't need to worry about your present circumstances. And don't worry about the future. God is with you. And as the, as the angel now teaches Joseph about the doctrine of the incarnation. Oh, don't be frightened to take Mary home, Joseph. God has come in human flesh. He will not just be the son of God, but he will be God the son. Jesus is God. And don't let us forget that. I know there are many other religions and faiths out there. But the Bible tells us, you know the true faith. You know the one that is real and true and pure. John the Beloved tells us that any, anyone that denies that Jesus came in the flesh, that God came in human flesh, you know that that's not the one to follow. The faith to follow is the one that declares God came in human flesh. Jesus is fully God and fully human. He is divine. He is holy, holy, holy. He is without sin. The divinity of Christ, Matthew elevates. But Matthew also elevates the humanity of Christ. And he, he is clothed with humanity. He's like you and me, although he hasn't sinned and he never will. Yet he's like you and me. He knows what it is to be tempted. He knows what it is to be fearful. He knows what it is to be overwhelmed. He knows what it is to lose a loved one and to weep at a grave. Oh, Jesus. Yes, he is God, but oh, he is clothed in humanity. He is the God-man. And so the angel says to Joseph, Now don't be frightened, therefore, to take Mary into your home. Because see, when you take Mary into your home, guess what? You will have Christ in your heart and in your home, Joseph. You're not just receiving Mary, you're receiving Christ. You're receiving Jesus, the one who will save you, the one who will save sinners. Oh, Joseph, don't be frightened. Don't be frightened. This is supernatural. This is extraordinary. The birth that's coming. Oh, you're going to lift that child in your arms and you're going to have tears of joy coming down your face. You're going to name him. You're going to call him Jesus, my saviour. My saviour and my Lord. And so Matthew then explains this doctrine of the incarnation, Jesus coming, God in human flesh. Of course, Matthew says, now this is prophesied. This was declared over 700 years ago. 
Here, Judah was under threat. And King Ahaz, rather than depend on God, he depended on Assyria to save him. And Isaiah, the prophet, declares to King Ahaz, Ahaz, don't trust in Assyria. Don't trust in other forces. Don't trust in these armies. But trust in God. God is with you. God will be with you if you look to him, if you trust him. Ask God for a sign. And of course, the sign was to be a virgin will bring forth a child. And his name will be Emmanuel. And so Matthew says that that prophecy, originally, yes, prophesied about King Ahaz, and possibly fulfilled in a degree in these days. But Matthew wants to take that prophecy further. He said, yes, that prophecy in part could well have been fulfilled in in its day. But now Matthew says, but it's filled fully in Jesus. It wasn't quite fulfilled. And Matthew says, I want to fill in the details of that prophecy. It's not quite filled yet. Jesus fully fills it. And so here, Matthew, and he's going to use this phrase time and time again in the Gospels, this was done to fulfill the Scriptures. Jesus, Matthew says, fills everything. He fills all the gaps in all the doubts and the fears. Will this happen? What about these promises and these other promises? Matthew wants to say he fully fills them all. And so this promise in Isaiah's day is now fulfilled in Christ. Jesus is the son to be brought forth of a virgin. And he will be Emmanuel. He will be that prince of peace, that wonderful counsellor everlasting father oh Emmanuel the lovely heart of Joseph now knows the direction he's to take we're told that when he woke up from that dream he obeyed immediately all that the angel said I love that Matthew just opens up the character of Joseph He was so compassionate. He was so caring. But oh, look at him. He's so obedient. He just loves the Lord. He's a man consecrated. He's committed to the Lord. And he's humble. Joseph, Matthew highlights, he's a man of humility. For the rest of the gospel, Joseph just goes into the background. We don't hear much about him. Some believe that he possibly died in his younger years, maybe just a few years later. He was maybe a young man when he died. But one thing we do know is he was a humble man. He was a man of humility, consecrated to the Lord. And there in in Joseph the son of David, we see another, don't we? We see Christ, so compassionate, 
so caring. The way Joseph acted there. Oh, we see the reflection of the nature of Christ in him. And so what do we learn this morning? From this beautiful gospel, well, Matthew wants to say, Jesus, look at him. Look at the lineage of Christ. He is the king. He is the one who's going to come and save us from our sins. And he is God with us. Look at the lineage. And now, Matthew says, now look at the birth. Joseph held that child in his arms. And he did declare he is the king of Israel. But not just the king of the Jews. He would be the king of the Gentiles. And he would reign. He would reign upon the hearts of all who would receive him. And so the question comes this morning and Matthew would want us to respond. Don't be frightened. Don't be frightened to receive him. Don't be frightened to take Jesus home with you. Don't just have Jesus on a Sunday. Don't just meet him on a Sunday morning in church. See you next week, Lord. Matthew would say, oh, take him home. Take him into your life and know Emmanuel, God with you every moment. God wants you to know his abiding presence. He wants you to know Christ in all his fullness. He wants you to know the fullness of the Spirit come upon you too. That you will know life and that you will know that abounding life. That you wouldn't just go away today agreeing to a religion. But oh, that you would come into a relationship with Christ. Don't be frightened to take him home. Don't be frightened to receive him into your heart. And for those who know the Lord and you love the Lord, there are maybe things that you've just felt fear take a grip. Maybe even with the pandemic you feel, oh Lord, is that going again? Are we going to see more cases and are we going to go into lockdown? The Lord would say to you this morning, don't be fearful. Receive Christ. He is your peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He is your comfort. He is your Savior. He is the compassionate one. He is the one who cares for you. He is Emmanuel, God with you and so just before we close in prayer can I just let you have a quiet time and it may be that there's prayers on your own heart maybe there are fears that you have well can I just give you this moment just to have a quiet time with the Lord and then Billy's going to lead us in our intercessory prayers so let's pray together his name is holy 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 Truth and mercy meet in love. Lord, you remember well your people Israel and you smile upon us from above. Lord, we thank you that you are looking down on us. You are moving among us. You are here with us. And Lord, we don't need to fear anything, Lord, when you are beside us. And we thank you for your word to us this morning. 
Help us to take it deep into our hearts, Lord. Lord, we continue to pray about this new strain of coronavirus, that it will be controlled even though the number of cases are rising each day. We pray that more people will go and get vaccinated, Lord, and that it will still be effective against it. We pray, Lord, for those who are unsure about vaccination, Lord, that you will reassure them that they will fear not. Lord, we pray for the families who have been affected this week by Storm Marwin, Lord, in particular for those who are still without power. Lord, we pray that you will protect those that are suffering without heat and light. We pray for those who have been badly affected, Lord, And we just ask you to bless each one of them. Lord, as the weather turns colder, we pray for those who are homeless at this time. Those who are outside during the night in the cold and in the wet. Lord, we ask you to bless them and we ask you to keep them safe. And we ask you to send someone alongside them, Lord, to show your love. Lord, we pray for our friends and our families, Lord, that that don't know you. We pray, Lord, that this time of year when we remember your birth, Lord, Lord, that something will just drop into their hearts and they will feel your love and experience your love and come to know you as their saviour. Lord, we thank you for the generosity of your people here at the High Kirk, Lord, with the donations they've made for Gift Sunday. Lord, we ask you to bless each person who has given, Lord. And Lord, we know that we don't do it so that we receive a blessing, but Lord, we know that that blessing does not get unnoticed. We pray for the families who are going to benefit from the gifts. And we ask you not only to bring pleasure from the gifts, but to bring joy into their hearts. And again, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to bring our tithes and our offerings and we ask you to take them and use them for the extension of your kingdom in Jesus name we pray Amen Well once again we're going to keep our seats as we sing this carol that once again this is taken from the Magnificat my soul will magnify the Lord my spirit will rejoice so let's worship together
grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forevermore. Amen.